0: Hi everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, your host. I'm also the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs Inc., which provides uh, CFOs on contract, part-time, interim, fractional boards, all the good stuff. (laughs) We're very passionate about wellness and health and have a wonderful guest today, uh, Dr. Dina Kulik. And I'm going to tell you about uh, Dr. Kulik uh, a bit about a bit of things about her. Uh, she is founder and C- she's founder and CEO of Kid Crew. She's also recipient of the 100 Most Powerful Women Award. In addition, she's a mom of four sons, and she had them. They're all under six. Am I correct? <laughs> they were.
1: They were under six at one point together. guess.
0: She, she, she wanted a family fast, which was really cool. You know, that's that's awesome. Uh, she's a marathon runner. Um, she's also launching some new lines for kids. She's very passionate with kids, and she'll tell you about what she's up to—a uh, food and drink line for kids, and also also a skincare line for kids. And she also launched uh, launched the parent playbook, which is an educational platform for the parents of the kids. And her, her whole vision is about children and health and children, and wellness and children, and and making a difference. So we're gonna we're gonna have a really interesting, insightful chat—a um, very insightful chat. So Dina. Thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So tell us, tell us your beginnings. Uh, I always like to start a podcast. How did you go? You went from somewhere to today. Okay. Yeah. Share, share your story because eventually you did get passionate about children. It's You can share your story, your journey, yeah, your origins. Sure, for sure.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Ottawa and I am one of four children. I have three brothers And apparently I told my parents when I was three that I wanted to be a doctor. And I told them when I was four that I wanted to be a kid's doctor. And I don't know where that came from because I don't have any physicians in my family. And I didn't even have a pediatrician growing up. I had a family doctor. So I really have no idea where that came from. But as early as six or seven, I have journals where I scrawled out that I wanted to help kids. So it was a passion from the very beginning. And it's all I ever wanted career-wise. I only ever wanted to be a pediatrician. And I think growing up in a big family, I wanted to have my own big family, hence having four sons now many years later. So I I did school only in sciences. That was my goal, become a doctor, become a pediatrician. So I went to undergrad at University of Toronto, then McMaster University for med school, and then back to University of Toronto and the Hospital for Sick Children for my pediatrics and Pediatric Emergency Medicine Fellowship, which I completed as well. And then as I was working in other people's offices doing primary and consulting pediatrics in addition to doing emergency room work, I envisioned a different kind of healthcare experience for kids it wasn't something that existed before and that's where Kid Crew came from. So Kid Crew is a multidisciplinary clinic. The goal is to be our tagline which is one stop for kids health. So we have a team of primary care pediatricians and consultant pediatricians and pretty much every subspecialty in pediatrics. So respirology, dermatology, gastroenterology, et cetera, and allied health team members. So speech therapists, psychologists, physiotherapists. Wow, wow. Yeah. And then I wanted it to be a fun space. And I, my vision was like a McDonald's Playland meets medical clinic. So we put in a toddler playroom and a play structure with a slide and areas to run around and um, iPad stations, reading nooks, prize machines. I wanted kids to really want to come to the clinic and want to come back next time, you know, so much so that people ask to host birthday parties there all the time. So that was, that was the vision, make it a fun place that uh, was one stop for kids health. So that's where Kid Crew came from.
0: And is it working? The kids like to come back? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very, very busy. We have about 130 clinicians now, about 90,000 patients. So yeah, very busy. and That's fabulous
0: because I've never experienced something like that, you know, and, I guess you would know, is this a first in Ontario or first in Canada? I think Uh, it's the first
1: of its kind anywhere, actually. I mean, there are multidisciplinary clinics in other places, other countries, but nothing where it's this fine kind of space that we've created.
0: Good for you. Congratulations. Good for you. Good for you. you. Thank you. And is there a sweet spot of child? Like, is it between zero and 13? I'm just curious. Is there a...
1: Yeah, we see anyone before... When did you graduate? Sorry? Yeah, 17. So we can see kids from zero to 17 years of age.
0: Okay, okay. And how did you get into... So there you got Kid kid Crew, you develop multi-discipline, and now how did you get into like you're 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 evolving, right? The food and beverage, the what's that all? And and the other end there's the food and beverage, and there's the skincare. How did how does that how does that all fit into everything? How does that how did that come about?
1: I think for me, because I practice, I'm practicing medicine every day, pediatrics. For me, I'm always seeing challenges you know families are bringing to me you know my kid has really bad diaper rash. my child has really bad eczema my kid has dry skin and i've tried this and i've tried that and i've gone to the you know pharmacy and i've tried prescription medications and nothing's working or nothing works as well as i wanted to and there is very much a desire to have natural products that are also very effective on the market there's many products that are natural not that effective and then there's things like prescription steroids that are very effective but not natural And so I wanted to create something that I would use on my own kids, that I do use on my own kids, that I would feel comfortable recommending to to families and having anyone, even not my own patients, but other people use that they can feel confident will be like actually work for their child, prevent these issues like rash and dry skin, um, but they can feel comfortable is using these really natural ingredients. So that was the idea with uh, the skincare line, which is called Mama MD. And then with the food and drink, you know, I would say I go into the office every day and I start my patient practice at about nine and many days of the week, I see kids with pop or juice or (laughs) sports drinks. And it's like early in the morning. And some of these kids are like three or four years old and it irks me honestly. And also I'm asked often, you know, what do my kids drink and how, how do I make sure that kids have a more kind of nutritious diet, ideally with less, you know, salt, less sugar, less processed foods. And so same idea. I saw this, like, Missing piece of what do what should parents be be allowing their kids to ingest? Knowing that of course you know nothing has to be sugar free for life, but yeah. I'm creating a lower sugar or no sugar line of products for drink um, and other supplements and for snacks for kids that are really nutritious but also really delicious. They're really actual mm-hmm. substitutes for their foods that they love, so that they're not feeling that they're missing out on the juice or the pop or the sports drink, but rather they're um, having other products that are much much healthier and much lower sugar
0: as well that's awesome so what are you seeing in your in your in your day-to-day life is what do you see the 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 i guess the i call it the trends some there's positive trends and there's negative trends let's start with some of the let's start with some of the the negative trends and then go to the positive trends What are some of the negative trends happening in the world of kids' health in that age? What what, what are you seeing? What's going on in that? uh... Well, certainly,
1: you know, as I alluded to, there's a lot of kids that have far too much sugar in their diet, lots of high-fat processed kind of foods. And these, these are foods that existed when we were growing up as well. But now snacking is much more common, I would say. Many, many parents, you know, feed their kids six or seven times in a day. And often these kind of foods are not whole nutritious foods with healthy fat or with protein, but rather very processed, you know, full of sugar kind of uh, carbohydrate ridden foods. And Mm -hmm. so as a result, we're seeing a lot more obesity. We're seeing a lot more high blood pressure, type two diabetes in a lot of younger children. And Mm -hmm. I think the pandemic also kind of accentuated this with a lot more sedentary behavior, a lot more screen time and these kinds of issues. So we are for sure seeing a rise in type two diabetes and high blood pressure, high lipids, And uh, that's one of the things that I'm trying to combat. But similarly, I think there's a lot more appetite now to look at food labels, to really be mindful of what we're um, ingesting ourselves as adults, but also what we're feeding our children. The challenge is that a lot of these foods are more expensive, of course, they may be inaccessible to a lot of families and there may not be great education for a lot of families about why is it a better choice to have this product versus this product? Why is it not the best choice for my child to have juice every day? So I think a lot of it has to come down to education and meeting people where they are, recognizing that a lot of the healthier products are more expensive and maybe not so accessible for some families.
0: Well, that's uh, like how do you do? How do you educate? Like it starts the parents. Is that is that part of you? Remember you said you had this this this. I think you mentioned it's called the parental, the the parent playback. Is that part of that? Does that fit into your vision of of how you help the parents with the children? it's got to be hard.
1: Be- For sure. Yeah. So the, the parent playbook is um, a course library of information where we have a dozen parenting and child health experts. So people like dietitians, psychologists, physicians, sleep experts. And we, we say we help with the tricky parts of parenting. So we have like libraries of information on How do you decrease sugar in someone's diet? How do you get off to the best start with breastfeeding? How do you help a child that is picky eating or is waking up in the middle of the night or is not napping well? All these kinds of pieces of information. So yeah, we provide a lot of information at The Parent Playbook. Also, drdina.ca I've had for a number of years now, a free site. We have over 700 articles on many, many topics uh, written by something like 60 or 70 different health experts well, well, well. and we have similar information um, and blogs and q a's at kidcrew.com. and then i do lots of media i do lots of social media so anyone can follow me at, at dr dina Kulik across every platform where i provide lots of education and then of course it's my own daily practice seeing patients in person
0: and you educate a child like like they go to school I and mean, they're not they're not at the home all day i mean that's that must be one of the, I mean, socially it's probably great, but I would think that's probably where there's lots of sugar and all this other stuff going on. And uh, is that a fair statement? Like, well, It uh, depends. It depends what yeah. the
1: parents are sending. I mean, if it's, yeah, you yeah, eat yeah. my kids eat what's in their lunchbox. So it comes down to what are we, what are we providing? And I may not know as an individual, what is the best choice? What are healthy options? Why should I offer this type of food or that type of food? So a lot of it is education for sure and making healthful options more accessible.
0: Interesting, interesting. This has been this is actually quite insightful. Quite insightful. So what's the future? So what is the future for your clinic? Are things going to evolve? Are things going to change? Like, like how are, what, what is your vision uh, as you keep going? Like it's food and drink, it's or it's more and more is it across I think it's Canada? both. I think it's both. Yep. So
1: we have one kid crew location right now. We are opening our second location in Northern Toronto in a couple of months, in two, three months. And then, yeah, I mean, I would love to see a kid crew in, in the major cities across Canada and down into the States as well. I think there's definitely an appetite to provide comprehensive, holistic wraparound care to children. And we've found this model that works really well that parents and uh, physicians, clinicians are very happy with. And then in terms of the skincare line and the food and drink line, we'll see where it goes. I don't know what is going to fit and what's going to click and what people will be excited about. And so we see, you know, like I'm kind of someone who throws stuff at the wall and, and sees what sticks.
0: So somebody, I, I, I thought you mentioned, if somebody wants to, wants to bring their child to your clinic, uh, do they need a referral from their family? Daughter? Are they just, they, they can reach out to you? They can just reach in? Like how, if somebody, if somebody hears the podcast, say, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want all my children to come to your clinic. Is it as simple as going to your website and just making an appointment?
1: Yeah, they can certainly look us up at kidcrew.com. We are not at the moment taking new patients for primary care, but we do lots of virtual as well as in-person sick visits or if families have any questions or concerns, we're happy to see. And then our specialists have opportunity for consults as well as our allied health team.
0: So I want to ask you one other question. You did a wonderful expose on respiratory with kids. And- masks for kids are you a proponent of that too masks masks is that will that help i think
1: while we're in this very scary burden of rsv influenza and COVID, and we're seeing many many kids getting admitted to hospital and sometimes getting very sick or even dying from respiratory illnesses i think that if a child is older than two and they're willing to I, i think wearing masks can be very helpful my four children are in school and they're masked and luckily knock on wood they haven't gotten very sick this season, unlike many other children. So I do think that masks help. I haven't been sick in three years. I wear masks oh. at work. And as a pediatrician who gets coughed on and sneezed on very regularly, I can tell you for sure that masks have, you know, played a big role in preventing me from getting sick recently. So I am a fan of masking when when appropriate for kids older than two.
0: That's very, that's very important. Because every time I speak to, uh, every time I speak to friends of mine, and they make plans to get together, I got kids sick at home, I got it's like, it's like everybody and it goes around in a circle, you know, yeah, getting sick, and then
1: they're better for a week and they get sick again. Whole, and, and it's very sick. much this, uh, the season is very crazy for viral illness.
0: Well, 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 thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dina, for sharing. This has been very, very insightful and I appreciate you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to share that I didn't ask that you think is important that you wanted to share with the audience before we, before we say goodbye our, our goodbye <laughs> sure
1: I mean I think you know yep. people often say that I'm doing a lot and I have four children and how do I kind of make it work and I feel like I've heard so many times over the years that you can have everything but not at the same time and it's impossible to have a good family life and social life and work life and entrepreneurial life and I really firmly very feel very very strongly that that's that that's nonsense I think you can absolutely do it all you may have to make a bit of compromises and you may not make as much money doing one thing. You might have to compromise that. But I really, truly feel passionate that that entrepreneurs, particularly women, who often feel like they would be sacrificing family lives and you know, you know, um, childbearing age, life, etc. I really feel like people can have it all. It's just a matter of you know, figuring out priorities Thank and you. also enlisting your village. I think that's really important too. You know, my husband is incredibly supportive, and he's an excellent father, and he's around sometimes when I'm not around. So, you know, figuring out who's your village, your parents, your friends, you know, other caregivers in your life and really working together so that you can accomplish all the things that you want.
0: I think that, that's, thank you. That's well said. You're And you're right about that. Sometimes people, they struggle with it. They do struggle. And the point about the women, women too, it's very important, you know, and, and you're achieving it. That's another avenue of learning and coaching that people need, you know, thank you, Dina. Well, wow. thank you, so, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was awesome to have you, and thank you for sharing your your insights and your experiences. and And we're going to say goodbye now.
1: Thank you so, so much, Bruce.
0: Thank you, Dina. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the Bruce Singer Podcast. Oops.